expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. Today on the show, we're talking finance and some of the recent changes made at Taiwan's very own stock exchange, the TAIX. Now, last week, the Financial Supervisory Commission lifted the fluctuation limit for stock prices from 7% to 10%, in effect, increasing how much these prices can vary on any given day. Okay, so financial regulations, fluctuation limits, yeah, I get it, difficult stuff to get into. It took me a while to warm up to this one as well. But lucky for us, we've got Tim Kalpin on the line. He's a correspondent at Bloomberg News in Taipei. And on this show, he's going to break this down for us and explain why this is actually a significant change for Taiwan. Tim, thanks for being with us today. No problem. It's good to be here. All right. So help us understand exactly uh, what's going on here. So this is a regulatory change in the finance sector. Is this going to be something that, you know, is only interesting to day trader type people or uh, is it going to be broader than that? Well, the significance is actually quite broad-ranging. I mean, let's go through the, the basics of what's happening. Previously, if you wanted to buy or sell a stock, uh, and the stock went up or down uh, 7% or more during the trading day, that's 7% from what the previous close was, then you essentially couldn't trade. Now, by, by widening that to 10%, that gives you a three more percentage point band of being able to get into that stock. So, for example, if a stock was trading at $100 yesterday and someone today believes that it's worth $108, well, you couldn't trade because there'd be no, no buy uh, and sell matching there that would allow it to happen. Widening that band basically allows that to happen. Of course, for day traders, that's good because if you can get a larger uh, chance of a swing during the day, then there's more incentive to get involved. But as you say, it's not just for day traders, uh, even for ma and pa uh, investors, it gets more turnover, it gets more professionals into the market, they see more opportunity. And another thing that's important to note is that the widening of the stock bands is not the only thing that's happened uh, during this this recent uh, relaxation of the rules. There's also a wider array of stocks that can actually trade intraday, which means they can buy and sell during the same trading session, and also a lot of ETFs, exchange-traded funds, which is essentially a basket of stocks that are traded just under one sticker, ticker. And that's becoming a very, very popular way for investors, including the average Joe, to go out there and get into the stock market. Instead of picking one stock, they can basically buy an ETF and give a whole, uh, you know, access to a whole lot of stocks at the same time. So the ETF uh, part of the, the, the rule change is also very important. So, of course, we, we, we often hear from a lot of people that follow this sort of stuff that uh, Taiwan is moving towards, closer towards bringing its regulations more in line with international standards, uh, you know, preparing for international trade deals, that sort of thing. Uh, is, is this reform uh, a part of that movement towards uh, more internationalized standards? Uh, w- w- what was behind the decision to make this change? Well, things like uh, free trade deals and this uh, change in the stock market rules are really very separate issues, so there's, there's not a lot of correlation. I mean, on a bigger picture scale, Taiwan, of course, does want to be more international and want to be in line with international standards. 
This has been a big problem for Taiwan's market. It really punches below its weight in terms of the amount of trading that goes onto the Taiwan market. If you look across at China and, of course, Hong Kong, there's huge amounts, scales uh, larger uh, investment going on there. And trading, turnover, daily turnover in the stock market really exceeds Taiwan by a very, very long way. So by trying to get into you know, international standards, meeting those kinds of standards and becoming more internationalized in the way the rules are, are functioning in Taiwan, it does bring Taiwan down the path. It's just one step, though. It's not the end of the line. In fact, the Taiwan Stock Exchange has said very clearly this is just one step, and they hope to see more of this easing and more of this liberalization happening in the future so that they can open up more relationships with other exchanges, for example. Singapore is cited as, as one exchange that Taiwan would like to link more closely with. So it's just one step down the road to being more internationalized in Taiwan. Now, of course, obviously, when you increase this band, prices can go up more. They can go up 10%, but they can also go down. So uh, are there any risks here for increased volatility? Well, volatility is, is certainly an issue, but in a way, volatility is also uh, an, um, a room to profit. It's an opportunity for, for traders to profit and for investors to profit. It's still only 10%. It's not a huge gap. So, you know, if you bought a stock yesterday, the most you can lose in one day is 10%, which is really not the end of the world. It's not really going to bankrupt most people if that happens. So it probably won't be a big issue. Uh, but as again, again, a certain amount of volatility is not necessarily bad for the market because it does create a certain amount of opportunity. And also, what we've seen uh, in the past in the cases where there's been you know, massive earthquakes or, or other issues in Taiwan, regulators have actually come in and, and halved the uh, daily limit. When it was at 7%, there were a few occasions in the last 10 or 15 years where the, the government basically came in and said, all right, because of these big disasters and concerns about the market, we're going to cut it to 3.5%. That option still is open to the Taiwanese regulators if they want to use it. Now, while we've got you on the line, uh, there was another little piece of business-type news that came out last week I'd like to hear your take on. Uh, That is, of course, that uh, China and South Korea formally signed a free trade agreement that would remove most tariffs between the two countries. Uh, Now, this is something that we kind of knew was coming for a while. They announced this trade deal last year. Nevertheless, many in the Mai administration have responded to the news with warnings that the deal is a threat to Taiwan's exports. Uh, And they're also renewing calls to up efforts to strike international trade deals. So I'm I'm sure that you've heard these warnings from officials. Uh, What's your take? How big of an impact do you expect this a trade deal to have on Taiwan? Well, at the end of the day, these trade deals are all about lowering, uh, essentially, uh, import tariffs into the, uh, the target countries. And we've already had Taiwan assign various trade deals. Of course, the biggest really is joining the WTO 15 years ago, which decreased the trade tariffs. Uh, if Korea gets to lower their uh, import tariffs into other countries, and, that, and Taiwan still has such import tariffs facing their products, then that is going to be a competitive disadvantage because it makes the Taiwan products just a little bit more expensive. It is a big deal, but there's also a lot of other headwinds that Taiwan faces and and also tailwinds. A big issue right now for Taiwan is the fact that the the currency is is strengthening quite a lot, and that is actually bad for Taiwan because it, again, makes Taiwan products more expensive. 
But what really Taiwan also needs to focus on is being more innovative to make things uh, that other countries need to buy that are not necessarily price sensitive. And in fact, uh, officials this week uh, have been talking on the sidelines of Computex about the fact that Taiwan needs to, to not worry so much about things like FTAs, but just try and be more competitive overall and be more innovative. So while it's certainly true that Taiwan not getting an FTA where South Korea is, is certainly a headwind and a challenge for Taiwan. It's not really the end of the world, and it's certainly not the only issue that Taiwan needs to be facing. So just based on what I've been reading, uh, the, the numbers, the headline numbers that we all need to keep in mind is 90% of traded goods do have tariffs removed over the course of 20 years. So 90% over 20 years. 20 years to me, I mean, that sounds like quite a bit of time. Uh, is that going to soften the blow that this is going to have to Taiwan? Over a longer period of time, definitely. It's, it's better for Taiwan that this South Korean free, de- uh, free trade deal is over a long period of time uh, rather than just a one hit at one time. Yeah, so that definitely does soften the blow. It allows Taiwanese companies and the Taiwan government a bit more time to, to get ready, get in line, and, and of course try and broker their own free trade deal. So that definitely does help. All right, we've been speaking with Tim Kalpin, who is a correspondent at Bloomberg News in Taipei. Uh, Tim, thanks so much for being with us today. My pleasure. Thanks very much. That's it for Taiwan Talk today. Make sure to tune in tomorrow at the same time for a conversation with Taichung-based White Fungus Magazine about their work bringing coverage to Taiwan's art scene in English and Chinese. Thanks for listening. For ICRT, I'm Keith Manconi.